ora and welcome to Family, Whānau and Disability, a podcast brought to you by Parent to Parent New Zealand. We are here for the many Kiwi families out there caring for a disabled child or family member. We know the journey caring for a disabled or a neurodiverse child is not an easy or a straightforward one. So this podcast is a place to explore the issues that affect us, to share stories, swap tips and even have a laugh or two. We would love for you to join us each month, so make sure you subscribe. Please also be aware that the views shared are those of the individual and may not represent the views of parent to parent. Welcome to Connect, Inform, Support on Free FM 89.0. Brought to you by Parent to Parent, the not for profit organisation supporting families and whanau of babies, children, teens, and adults with any type of disability or health impairment. Just how difficult is it for an autistic person to find employment? We're talking about autism and employment today. Catherine Trezona joins us. She's the National Manager of Altogether Autism. And Timothy Falkmer. Timothy is autistic and works at Progress to Health. I told them we're killing with the funk, yeah. See, I told them we're killing with the funk, yeah. See, I told them we're killing with the funk, yeah. See, I told them we're killing with the funk, yeah. See, I told them we're killing with the funk, yeah. See, I told them we're killing with the fun
Older and killing with the funk Understand the reason why I bring it on Down, 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 uh Break it down like Break it down Break it down like about autism and employment today and in the studio I have Timothy Falkmar. Timothy currently works at Progress to Health. He's a community support facilitator specializing in advocacy, peer support and peer mentoring for autistic people, generally supporting anyone with a long-term disability as well. He's been serving the people with Progress to Health for near on five years and uh, Timothy can I get you to introduce yourself? Kia ora, kia ora. Um, thank you for having me on the show. He fai taki wā tanga o a he matarehu hoki. Says that I am autistic and also I have keratoconus, which is a visual disability. Well, we're talking about employment for people with autism today. So, what has your experience been with employment? Well, first of all, big shout out to Progress to Health for employing somebody with a disability. And it's, I'm not the first one. We also have a, another lady in our organization that has hemiplegia. But yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a challenge, I suppose, because uh, for anyone who has some kind of understanding of autism, you understand we have a different energy, a different language that we speak, and having to, a lot of the time, speak neurotypical, when in my head everything's neurodiverse. And having to, I suppose, translate constantly for what would be near eight hours a day or something, seven, seven, eight hours a day that you're working, can be a bit of a challenge. But because I have such a, what's the word, relaxed employer or just a really, uh, an understanding employer that that has taken the time to um, really just let me be who I am as a, as a person. It's wonderful. It's really wonderful. So what do you think are the main concerns, as most of the autistic community are unemployed, what are the main concerns? Is it that understanding? I think it's the main problem or concern that I would have is just people not taking the time to to realize that we speak a different language and to learn our language. It's it's challenging for us because, you know, either either we have to be like everyone else or we're not like everyone else, so we'll be treated like we're not like everyone else. So, so there's there's a balance in between where um, either we either we're you know we're nonverbal stimming in a wheelchair or something, you know there's that that side of autism, and then there's the side of autism that everyone kind of attaches themselves to and says, oh, we're all a little bit autistic, or you know, <laughs> I want to, I I get that a lot where people say, oh, but you don't look autistic. 
What does autistic look like, what do does, they think? <laughs> you know, what, what does autism look like? You know, what does it sound like? Can you smell it? Can you smell autism? Or, or are we some disease that gets transferred through flu shots or something? <laughs> like, what, what is it? What is it? You know, what is autism? You, you've really got to open your mind up and realize, you know, um, that there's so many... Bro- not every autistic mind is going to be, you know, your Tim Burtons and your Bill Gates and all that sort of thing. But, but there's a lot of um, that potential out there with autistic people that can achieve. If, if Bill Gates, you know, is he's currently the second richest man in the world. He swaps around with uh, Jeff Bezos. But, you know, he's been the richest man in the world for so, such a long time. And if he can do that and he's autistic, then I can do that, you know. And it's to be celebrated. So, so you've really, you've really got to understand the potential that autistic people have. Now, a lot of autistic people are involved in IT, data analysis, cybersecurity. Now, I know that you have a background with computers. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we want to talk about your music because um, you you graduated from WinTech, an A student, music producer. You chaired the Hamilton Speakeasy Jazz Club. You've, you're involved with a band. You're a keyboard pianist in a, in a, in a funk hip-hop band, Funk Therapy, so you are doing it a different way. You're involved in your music. Tell us about it. Well, I suppose if I'm getting stressed out or, or having to find some way to release my energy, because obviously when I, when I get a lot of uh, neurotypical energy flooding through my system, I've got to spit it out somehow. I've got to translate that somehow. And what I used to do is I would sit at the piano and I would play. Um, and I would just... You know, people say that autistic people don't have emotions. We we get that one a lot. And my emotions would come out through my fingers on the piano. You know, I, w- I wouldn't express it in a neurotypical way. I'd express it in my own way. So, you know, ever since... Uh, how long have I been playing piano? Like 20 years, I think. I've been, I've been sitting at a piano for 20 years. Can you believe that? <laughs> It's just amazing, you know, to kind of think that, the, you know, that was just an expression of maybe not the autism per se, but it was a translation of energy for me. And um, I, I absolutely love it. I would not be alive today if it wasn't for the music. I, I reckon the music and the Lord God Almighty have, have kept me through these many years of, of struggles of, of being different. You have grown up with computers, though. Tell us about your father. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so um, I don't know if I want to speak too much about my father because he's his own person, but... um, Just about the computer side. Yeah, I I know he is probably autistic. He kind of says sometimes that he's autistic, and uh, he he doesn't want to go for a diagnosis because... I suppose back in the the 60s, you know, when he was growing up... um, any kind of difference was kind of frowned upon. You know, you just, you, you, you go and you study and you learn something and that's it, you know. You, you know, you do some kind of trade and his thing was electronics. He started out making, playing around, making, you know, sort of little trinkets and things in the backyard and wire radios and all sorts of things and it sort of just grew from there, you know. And um, I, I remember one of the school reports that he had, the, the school teacher had said, if you spend as much time on your schoolwork as you do on your electronics, you will do very, very well. Wow. And, now, and, 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 he, and now he's been involved in computers his whole life. You know, he had, he had a um, brief stint in the Ministry of Transport as a traffic cop. 
well brief by brief i mean like nine nearly ten years but you know he's he's had a passion for computers his whole life and i've grown up around computers i remember the the really big floppy 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 drives you know i there's, there's a lot of things that i remember growing up just being around computers and and so of course everyone now thinks that i'm some computer genius or something <laughs> What can employers do to help autistic employees make the most of their employment, do you think? Rephrase that one? Well, employers who who employ an autistic person, what can they... Right, right. I heard autistic employers and I thought, yeah, there's probably a few autistic employers (laughs) out there. No, what can employers do if they have an autistic employee? How can they really help them to achieve the best? First things first is... It's not about who you're hiring per se. It's can this person do the job? Yes or no? That's that's all it comes down to. You know our lovely friend down at the Z service stations, the manager of Z service stations for the Waikato region. He won uh, Attitude, was a 2014 Best Employer Attitude Awards. He he hires a lot of people with um, with Down syndrome and other sorts of disabilities, and he said, you know what? I don't, I don't hire people with disabilities because they have a disability or because I want to give people a chance. I just hire people that are good at their job. So that's your message to employers. My message to employers is just to trust us and realize that um, if you want somebody who's going to be dependable and, and loyal to your business, then um, what's better than an autistic person? Timothy, you've got a group here in Hamilton, um, a support group for autistic people. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so uh, three or four years ago, I realized I was serving a lot of autistic people, and I thought, what if we all got together and we you know, used our collective experience to help support each other? So thus came about the Autistic Peer Support Circle, which we have every Friday. It's in currently at Garden Cafe in Garden Place, which is um, right in the middle of town there, so it's quite accessible. And it's yeah, it's for anyone who's kind of 16-plus, um, you know, adult, who's who's looking for other autistic people and might be struggling with anxiety or, or depression or stress or um, other challenges of, like, speaking neurotypical, whatever, like that, that sort of thing. And it's just a nice, safe space for us to um, sort of meet and be allowed to be autistic. Have you got a message for autistic people that are listening today for employment? Trust yourself. That's my biggest my biggest thing for autistic people. Trust yourself. Trust your skills. A lot of autistic people out there that I've seen that have really mad skills that you know whether it's art or design work or computers or whatever. Use that. Grow with that and trust yourself. Thank you so much, Timothy. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you for coming in. Thank you.
Catherine Trezona is the National Manager of Altogether Autism. It's lovely to have you here, Catherine. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks, Val. Can you tell us about Altogether Autism and your involvement with autism? I'd be delighted to. Altogether Autism is a nationwide free information service. Its primary role is to provide trusted information to anyone at all, either living with or working with or being autistic. So we are right throughout Aotearoa, New Zealand, and our role is to provide trusted information. And then there's a whole heap of things we do in addition to that, which involves supporting parents and providing evidence-based information to professionals and getting advice from autistic people themselves in the way that we work. Can we talk about the barriers to employment for people with autism? We certainly can. Our most exciting new project 
is working alongside a global foundation called Specialistern, and this has given us really good insight to what the barriers are for autistic people into employment. Some of the most obvious barriers is that the traditional recruitment process is not a good fit for autistic people. I suppose if we're thinking about applying for a job, we often think it starts with an interview. And interviews are not a great way of measuring someone's actual skill uh, on the job. And for autistic people, it's a particularly poor way of assessing how good they're going to be to actually do the job. So the, the very first barrier is, do you get an interview? And when you get the interview, will the potential employer recognise the skills that you have? So finding a job and maintaining a career is really challenging. You're getting that job. Getting that job is the absolute barrier. And then once you are given an opportunity, having a workplace that understands the specific supports that are appropriate for someone with autism so they can flourish and thrive in that workplace. Well, support, obviously that's going to be really important. What kind of support would be beneficial? And how much support is available? There's limited support available in New Zealand at the moment. And there's limited understanding of the strength of autistic talent. So I'd have to say very little support. One of the things that Altogether Autism can do right now, if there's any employers listening, is you can contact us and we can give you some trusted strategies to work more effectively if you have somebody already that is autistic on your team. For employers who are starting to hear the international literature around the competitive advantages of hiring autistic talent, I recommend that we have an opportunity to work alongside employers rather than just giving them information because some not too difficult to implement changes can make a big difference to identifying, training and integrating autistic talent. So are attitudes changing with employers? Do you see a change I, in attitudes? And I think we're at the early stages. I think it starts with, I think probably actually, working with autistic talent starts with some apprehension and then we start to get a little bit more aware, we get a better awareness, and then the third place where we're wanting to get to is appreciation. But I think at the moment, on the start of that journey, we've still got some apprehension and a little bit of awareness. So how long have overseas employers been embracing this? The particular um, global foundation that I mentioned, Specialistern, which is the mm. Danish foundation, that was established in 2003, and that was from the founder, Torkel Son, having his son um, diagnosed with autism, and he thought, what's the future for my boy going to be like? So he was an IT specialist, and he set up a small foundation to employ autistic employees, and that has grown into a global foundation, and that's our nearest um, example of where that's really working well is in Australia. And that's where New Zealand has contacted specialists there in Australia, and we're now working with them to bring the awareness of the benefits of autistic talent for New Zealand businesses and obviously we're also bringing that support that they um, will need to get the best out of autistic employees. There are other businesses overseas too like Microsoft yes, in the US? Yes, so Specialist Stern is not a large employer of autistic talent. They do have some autistic employees. Their main role is to, uh, to support, as you say, Microsoft, SAP, Westpac, uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers, the Australian Defence Ministry, lots of state employers in Australia. Specialist students' role is to support other people, other organisations to employ autistic talent and that's what we're passionate about. Um, we're passionate about finding employers who are keen to have the benefits of that out-of-the-box thinking, that attention mm. to detail, that low tolerance of mistakes, that high productivity that comes fairly regularly with autistic talent. So people with autism uh, on the autism spectrum can be really valued employees. Absolutely, mm. absolutely.
with the right support, which isn't a huge amount of work, but it is um, can be a, a shift in understanding. And then, just as I said, that removing the barriers to actually getting the opportunity to demonstrate the skill that they have. So how quickly is this going here in New Zealand? So we've been working with Specialist Stern Australia since May of last year, so not quite a year. We've spent a lot of time knocking on the doors of different employers, including um, employers in the state sector and private businesses. And I just want to make sure people don't think it's just about IT. We know that that is a particular area that autistic um, people are strong in. But agriculture is another area. Um, sun pork farms in Australia, the biggest pork producer, um, has a, a large, well, a good percentage of autistic people working for them through this specialist stern model. So we're very interested in talking to agricultural employers, and we've most recently had interest um, from the hospitality industry. So our next our next step here in New Zealand is looking for people who are interested in working in the hospitality industry, and we'll be putting out a survey shortly to to um, connect with people who are perhaps interested in working in hotels. So this is moving along. It's moving along. <laughs> we're, um, we're obviously really keen to get the first program rolled out and we are, have every reason to be hopeful that will happen this year. Um, and when I say program, that's the way that Specialist Earn model works. We get an employer who says, yes, I want to employ autistic talent. Specialist Earn comes in and says, right, we're going to find the candidates, we're going to assess the candidates, we're going to train them and get them work ready and then we're going to integrate them into the workplace, which includes some mentoring and some support for the, um, the existing employees as well as the new recruits. So that's, that's kind of what a program is about, and that takes about three months from start to finish. That must be really exciting for you to see that happening here. Really uh-huh. exciting. This, the stats we've got from Australia is they've had, um, since 2015, they've had 97 autistic people in employment, placed in employment, with a 94% retention rate. So obviously it's working well, and not a single program has not worked well. So we can't wait to get that employer who's prepared to say, I'm really excited about the potential, come and work with me, um, assess my workplace, let's get this show on the road. That's what we're looking for here in New Zealand. Thank you, Catherine. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Connect, inform, support. Join us next week on Free FM 89.0 for support and information from parent to parent. The program can be downloaded as a podcast, and of course, you can get more information on our website, parenttoparent.org.nz. This has been Family, Whanau, and Disability from Parent to Parent. I have been your host, Johanna. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that you'll join us again soon.